It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. And it is here. It is the day where we hear that lovely tune. Do, 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 do. That's that's my that's my best rendition of the uh, the little pick jingle from ESPN, or if you watch on NFL Network, whatever the case may be, or a little shout out to the Draft Network. They're gonna have their own live analysis or their own live show tonight during the draft as well. So go check them out as well. But however you watch the draft, it is here. It is the big day. It is Thursday, April twenty fifth. It is round one of the NFL Draft. I can't believe it is finally here. It's been a long, grueling process. I know I've been missing some time, and I apologize, but overall, it has been a long process between the Senior Bowl and the Combine and all the events, the Pro Days, everything going on. It all leads up to this. Round one is tonight. We are going to have one final preview, we're going to talk mock draft roundups. We're going to talk about all the players that a lot of the media analysts are projecting the Panthers are going to take in their mocks. We're going to talk about my mock. I just put out my final first round mock as well, so I've got my projection as well. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about, we'll review the players that the Panthers have met with, courtesy of WalterFootball.com and their excellent database with the players and all the teams they met with and where they've met with them. So we'll go over that. So there's a lot to get to with the draft today and over the next three days. Uh, But first things first, a little bit of quick news. I do want to touch, of course, on Jonathan Stewart. Jonathan Stewart, of course, the longtime great running back for the Carolina Panthers, uh, just spent last season with the New York Giants, came back to Carolina for one day to sign and retire as a Carolina Panther. So, great great story there. Uh, he came back. He had a, a press conference uh, on the outside there, outside the uh, Panthers headquarters. It was just a great time. Um just to see that, just to see Stewart come back and see, just, just bringing back old memories, you know, I, I guess we'll say. It was just great to see, you know, and looking at some of the, uh, some of the quotes that they came up with. Even Steve Smith was there. Just a, a tremendous, tremendous experience all over there. So some of, some of the notes, you know, they had, they had a little bit of a transcript here. So, uh, for, Talked about Marty Herney. Uh, he thanked 
basically just thanked Marty Herney for taking a chance on him. Uh, mentioned you know his health because obviously we know as we know Jonathan Stewart didn't have the greatest. He, he wasn't exactly the poster child for a healthy running back in the NFL. But he he thanked Marty Herney, thanked Ron Rivera. Obviously very grateful for the two of them. Talked a little bit about Ryan Khalil. Said quote I just thank you for being. Big brother from the very beginning. I love you like a brother, and I'm proud of you and everything that you've accomplished, unquote. Talked about Christian McCaffrey, a lot of praise for him, and a lot of praise for Luke Keekley. He even actually called Luke his favorite player of all time. Uh, said, quote, your aggressiveness on the field is matched by your aggressiveness off the field in your philanthropicness, your duty to serve, it's all in you. The first real interaction I had with Luke was in the training room. He came in there to grab a bag of ice or something and asked if anyone wanted something to eat from the cafeteria. I was like, what? Usually people just go and get their own food. But he was like, I'm going by there. I can bring it back to you. I almost got mad because he was being so nice. You're going to be a Hall of Famer, I believe. Just keep striving for greatness, unquote. And then some praise as well for Cam Newton, Greg Olson, Mike Tolbert, the great fullback there just a, a lot of great stuff that he had to say and again just just a heartfelt moment especially with steve smith being back there to see really one of the greats of the panthers franchise jonathan stewart be able to come back and officially retire as a carolina panther after he spent last season with the new york giants so congrats to jonathan stewart and all the best to him in his future endeavors but here we go. Let's let's get into it. Let's talk about the draft. I still can't believe that it is here. It's it's been a long process, but we are finally ready to go. I, I think first thing we're gonna do is we're gonna we'll recap because I'm looking at Walter Football right now, uh, and you guys can check them out yourselves. Walter Football has a great database where you can look at all the prospects in terms of team visits. You can go. There's a page ranked by each team and the prospects they met with, or there's a page where you can look up each prospect and what teams they met with. So there's a, a lot of different ways to do it, so it's it's really interesting. So I think we're just going to run through real quick the players that they have listed on here that the Panthers met with, and these are in alphabetical order by last name. So hang tight because there's a lot of names here. Obviously the Panthers really did their homework. So here we go. Ben Bonogu, the edge defender out of TCU. We met with them at the Combine. Jordan Brailford, the edge out of Oklahoma State. Met with him at the Shrine Game. As well as Nick Brissett, the running back out of LSU. And Blaise Brown, the quarterback out of Troy. They had a private workout with Oklahoma wide receiver Marquise Brown. And Brown, of course, is an interesting name because obviously he's a dynamic playmaker. My only concern, of course is the size. I still have a hard time believing, and I'll say right now, and I'm probably a little foolish for doing this, but I didn't have Marquise Brown being selected in the first round. I, I don't know why. I, I just am a little concerned about the fact that he is only about 170, 175 pounds, whatever he is. So, I mean, he's very small, but obviously he's very, very dynamic. Now, do I think the Panthers are going to take him? No. Again, in the back of my mind, I think he probably does go in the first round. I just didn't have him in my first round mock. You know, even if he does fall the first round, he probably gets swiped up early in the second. But I don't believe they're going to go wide receiver in the first round. In fact, the next name on the list 
is a very good option, I think, for the Panthers with their first-round pick, and that is Brian Burns. They had a private workout with him as well. Jawan Bushell Beatty, the guard out of Michigan, met with him at the Shrine game. Uh, Yadni Kajust, I believe is how you say it. I remember looking up the pronunciation, uh, the offensive tackle out of West Virginia. We know injuries have really affected him throughout this process. It pulled him out of the Senior Bowl, uh, didn't really get a chance to do much at the Combine, so he's been dealing with a nagging injury for a good bit of this pre-draft process. So he's going to fall a little bit on the board, but you know, he could, could be an option maybe later day two, early day three, three, depending on how obviously teams value him and are worried about the injury. So he, he's going to be a guy that I'm going to be intrigued where he lands and how far he ends up going. CJ Conrad tight end out of Kentucky met with him at the shrine game. Max Crosby defensive end out of Eastern Michigan had a private workout with him. Nate Davis, the offensive tackle out of Charlotte, met with him at the Combine and had a local workout. Remember, the local workouts, uh, you know, each team gets a chance to bring in players from kind of just surrounding colleges and things like that, and they don't count toward your top 30 visit. So it's a good chance, a uh, good opportunity to meet, get like an extra extra meeting with the player, I guess we'll say. So uh, Nate Davis, of course, the off, he's the interior player out of Charlotte. Then you had the private workout with Andre Dillard, the offensive tackle out of Washington State. Again, another player that has been projected. And when, when we talk about the final mock draft roundup, that's this is going to be another name you'll hear a couple times. Uh, Obviously, there's interest in there. We know that they could be looking off into tackle in the first round, whether it's him, whether it's Jonah Williams. Uh, but Dillard, I think, definitely in play for that 16th pick. Nick Easley, wide receiver out of Iowa. They were at that was at their pro day, so they were at Iowa's pro day. Uh, certainly, uh, I'm sure to also kind of check out the tight ends as well. You know, you're not really looking at the two tight ends, but, you know, just kind of doing your homework. But Easley is there as well. They looked at him. Bobby Evans, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma, actually met three times with Bobby Evans. This pro day, they had a private workout with him, so the top 30 workout, as well as, as I look up, I have to double-check kind of these uh, work, uh, private workouts, and PRI was private visit. So they did a private workout with him, and he was one of the uh, top 30 visits for the Panthers. So, I mean, that right there, three three meetings with him, three separate meetings with Bobby Evans. So maybe if they don't go tackle at 16, Evans could be a name to watch later in the draft. Jazz Ferguson, wide receiver out of Northwestern State, met with him at the Combine. Cleveland Farrell, again, another player that a lot of media, a lot of people in the media and a lot of draft analysts seem to have been, and I, and I kind of touched on this on my final seven-round mock earlier this week, this is the player that really seems to be settling in with the media that the Panthers could take at 16. Now, when we talk about my mock draft, you'll see that Farrell doesn't even make it to 16. 
Nick Fitzgerald, quarterback out of Mississippi State. Saw him at their pro day. Uh, Cody Ford, the offensive lineman out of Oklahoma, had a private workout with him. Uh, like Bobby Evans, certainly a little bit of interest there. There's certainly interest throughout the league, it seems, in Ford. Uh, Terry Godwin, wide receiver out of Georgia, met with him at the Shrine game, as well as Ethan Greenridge, the offensive tackle out of Villanova. Will Greer, again, another player that they've had a couple meetings with. They met with him at the Combine. They met with him at his Pro Day, and they had a local workout with him. Do I think, again, this could just be them doing their homework because they met with a couple quarterbacks, so this could just be them doing their due diligence on quarterbacks. I don't think they're going to take Greer. I, 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 I believe, I think there's a chance that Will Greer is going to go in the first round. I really do. And, you know, we'll see, we'll obviously talk about that when we get to my mock. Uh, Terrell Hanks, the outside linebacker out of New Mexico State, met with, they were at his pro day. Uh, same at Virginia's pro day to meet with Tim Harris, their cornerback. Montre Hartridge, Cornerback out of Northwestern, met with him at the Shrine Game. Tay Hayes, cornerback, Appalachian State, Pro Day. Phil Haynes, guard out of Wake Forest, that was a local visit. Titus Howard, offensive tackle, Alabama State. Howard, I've heard some people have a little bit of buzz that Howard could sneak into the first round, uh, including, I, I was just listening to Ben Solak's Periscope yesterday, and he was one of the players that Solak mentioned as one of those players. Darnell Savage was another one that could quietly sneak into the back end of round one. And they had a private workout with him. Micah Hyatt, offensive tackle out of Clemson, met with him at the Combine, as well as another quarterback, Tyree Jackson, uh, out of Buffalo. Remember the kid, six foot seven. Lonnie Johnson, a little bit of intrigue around him. Cornerback out of Kentucky, met with him at the Combine and at their private workout. Draymond Jones, defensive tackle out of Ohio State, a private workout. Dexter Lawrence, the defensive tackle or defensive lineman, really, out of Clemson. He would be an intriguing, you know, I, I could see him being in play as well at 16 if he is there. Greg Little, the offensive tackle out of Ole Miss. They have him listed with the Panthers meeting with him at their Combine. At his pro day, a top 30 visit, and a private workout. So, that doesn't... Again, take all these visits with a grain of salt. These could just be smoke screens that they have interest in these players. But you never know. If they don't go offensive tackle round one, maybe round two. If little is there, we'll see. Uh, Eric McCoy. I, I love Eric McCoy. Met with him at the Senior Bowl... The Panthers met with him at the Senior Bowl and had a uh, top 30 visit with him. Love McCoy's ability. We obviously saw how outstanding he was at the Combine. Could play him at guard, so I, I certainly wouldn't have a problem with them going after him in round two. Obviously, you don't need him at center now. Now that you've signed Matt Paradis, but guard is certainly a great spot for him. Caleb McGarry, the offensive tackle out of Washington. We, we know the story of McGarry. At this point, not just his play on the field, but all the stuff off the field between his health concerns, between being homeless for some time. Uh, another shout out to Ben Solak, the, the piece that he wrote 
on Caleb McGarry. And I even I even touched on McGarry a little bit myself when I did a little bit of a profile on him and used some of the info from Ben Solak's article, which, by the way, was picked up that one day by Adam Schefter. So, you know, congrats to him. But, I mean, it's just a great story with McGarry. Uh, probably a day two target again if they don't go tackle in round one. Uh, Christian Miller, the edge out of Alabama. Jalen Moore, running back out of Appalachian State. Byron Murphy, the Washington corner. Keyshawn Nixon, South Carolina corner. Kyle Phillips, the Tennessee edge. Trey Pipkins, the offensive tackle out of Sioux Falls. Uh, Taylor Rapp, the Washington safety. Anthony Ratliff-Williams, wide receiver out of North Carolina. Dalton Reisner, big fan of Reisner, offensive tackle out of Kansas State. Drew Samia, the Oklahoma guard. So basically they've worked out the entire Oklahoma offensive line, it seems like. Uh, Debo Samuel, guy I love potentially in day two, South Carolina wide receiver. Miles Sanders, Penn State running back. I don't know if the Panthers are going to get him. I think he goes round two as well. Colleen Saunders, big fan of his as well. Defensive tackle out of Western Illinois. Darnell Savage, like I just said, starting to get some buzz that Savage could work his way into round one. Jared Stidham, the Auburn quarterback. Montez Sweat, the edge out of Mississippi State. Obviously, the health concerns are, or the, the, the health issues are a little bit of a concern. It's going to be interesting to see. I still think he goes round one. It's going to be interesting to see how far he actually falls and which team is willing to kind of take on that gamble, or how much, of, you know, we don't even know how much of a gamble it is. He, he could be fine, but, you know, you can never be too careful, and you just never know. We saw with. Uh, Mo Hurst last year out of Michigan, his heart condition, and he ended up falling all the way to round five. So it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Montez Sweat. Uh, Jawan Taylor, Florida offensive tackle, Juan Thornhill, the safety out of Virginia, Clayton Thorson, actually met with him twice, pro day and a top 30 visit, the quarterback out of Northwestern, Brian Wallace, the Arkansas offensive tackle, and Christian Wilkins, the defensive tackle out of Clemson. Those are the players that Walter Football has listed as who the Panthers have met with. A lot of good players on there, obviously. Uh, a lot of this could just be due diligence, but going to be very interesting to see how many, if any, of these players the Panthers come away with. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's talk about some mock drafts. So we'll start with the final mock draft report they have on the Panthers' side. Again, this is just a roundup of a lot of the media members and who they have the Panthers taking in the first round. And then we'll get to my mock draft in a little bit. So we start with Peter King of, of course, NBC Football Morning in America. And interestingly enough, we just just got done talking about Montez Sweat, and that's who Peter King has the Panthers taking. 
at 16 is Montez Sweat. And listen, despite the health concerns, Sweat is still a fantastic player. I would have no problem with the Panthers taking Sweat at 16. I ended up going a different direction, but I would not hate the pick of, of Sweat at 16. And you get to a couple players that are going with Andre Dillard, the offensive tackle out of Washington State. Steve Palazzo, Palazzolo of Pro Football Focus and Charles Davis of the NFL Network both going with Dillard. Ryan Wilson of CBS has them taking Jonah Williams. And I think at this point, if the Panthers do go with an offensive tackle, it's going to be at 16, it's going to be one of those two. It's either going to be Dillard or Jonah Williams. Chris Trapasso of CBS is going with Brian Burns. Jordan Rodrigue of the Charlotte Observer. Cody Ford, the offensive tackle out of Oklahoma. Uh, she actually just mentioned today, she wrote a pe- she wrote kind of her draft preview. It sounds like she believes, or she thinks, they should take Brian Burns. But in her latest mock, she does have them going with Cody Ford. Nate Davis of USA Today is going with Cleland Farrell. Charlie Campbell of Walter Football actually has them taking Byron Murphy, the quarterback out of Washington. And again, as we went through the list, they did have a top 30 visit with Murphy. Uh, it would be the second year in a row that they take a quarterback high. But, you know, the, the secondary certainly always has room for improvement. Uh, James Bradbury, I think, could certainly use a, a fire lit under him. And Byron Murphy would certainly provide that. Mike Tanier actually has the Panthers trading down in the mock, in his mock, and selecting Cleland Farrell. In fact, I'm going to look that up right now, what the what he has as his mock. So just bear with me for a minute. Uh, but in the meantime, actually bring it up right now. So again, he has them trading down, and that's a possibility too. You know, we that's that's something we actually really hadn't talked about too. Is the Panthers trading down? I mean, they only have seven picks in this draft. Uh, two of them, of course, are in the third round. They have no picks in the seventh round. So it's possible. I would say it's more likely they trade down than trade up. At least in the first round. Second round, I could possibly see because again, they do have the two picks in round three. So you could potentially package those picks to maybe move up in round three or even round two, you know, take the second round pick and one of the picks in the third, move up in the second if there's someone there that you like. But in terms of the, in terms of Mike Tanier's trade, he actually has, well, as it turns out, uh, this trade, this, this mock was actually done a couple days ago and this trade Actually, probably can't happen now because he actually has the the Chiefs trading up from 16, or I'm sorry, trading up from 29 to 16 to select Byron Murphy. That means he's got the Panthers getting Cleveland Farrell all the way at 29. But remember, that now can't happen because the Chiefs no longer have a first-round pick. Remember, that pick now belongs to the Seattle Seahawks from the Frank Clark trade, but it's interesting. It's still interesting to see that Tanier has Pharrell lasting that long all the way to number 29. He's a very, he seems like he's a very 
volatile player in terms of where his value is and where he is going to land. So I've seen mocks have him in the top 10, and then you have this one all the way at 29. So as we continue on, John Clayton of the Washington Post, also going with Brian Burns. Ben Solak, my boy, giving him a lot a lot of shout-outs. Let's call this the uh, the draft special sponsored by Ben Solak, even though Ben, of course, doesn't pay me or anything for this. This is just a shout-out to my good buddy who's down in Nashville, and I hope him and all the rest of the guys at TDN are having a fantastic time. And again, they're doing the live show today, all three days. So go check them out because they're going to provide great analysis. He has them going with Jonah Williams. Uh, another guy going with Byron Murphy, that's Chris Collinsworth. You know, we, we all know good old Chris Collinsworth. Everybody's a big fan of his. Will Brinson of CBS going with Brian Burns. Doug Farrar of USA Today says Jonah Williams. Daniel Jeremiah also says Montez Sweat. Now, I know Daniel Jeremiah just put out his most recent mock, and I believe... So I'm, I'm going to assume this is from that mock that he just posted last night and that he kind of talked about uh, yesterday during his special. And as we go through it, that is who he has. Yep, he does have... So this is from his most recent mock, Montez Sweat to the Panthers. And then two more offensive linemen. Danny Kelly of the Ringer says Jonah Williams and Josh Norris of Roto World is the only one saying Jawan Taylor. Taylor's interesting. I don't know if he's going to make it to 16, though. But it's going to be really interesting. Um, but if Taylor's there, he's certainly in play as well. So, But I would again, I would say if the offensive linemen are there, it's likely going to be either Williams or Dillard. So that's what the rest of the media is projecting. How about what I'm projecting? Because, again, I just posted my final first round mock this morning and I will actually and we will actually run through it right now for you guys. I'll just skim through it real quick and then of course we'll talk about when we get to the Panthers pick. So number one, Arizona Cardinals, I still have them going Kyler Murray. Listen, I know there was some kind of report earlier that maybe they're not considering Kyler Murray. I'll believe it when I see it. I still think it's going to be Kyler Murray at number one. Number two, I've got the 49ers taking Nick Bosa. Listen, I think the Niners would be like a kid in the candy store if the Cardinals do pass on Nick Bosa because Bosa just fits what the Niners need so perfect. Then I have my first trade. I actually have the Buccaneers moving up from five to three in a trade with the New York Jets to select Devin White, the linebacker, out of LSU. We know Tampa Bay really likes Devin White. I think, you know, I maybe the Jets will kind of convince the Bucks that the Raiders are looking at him. Maybe the Bucks get scared and they really want Devin White, so they just go up, they ensure they get him. And then this proposed trade, the Jets get that second round pick back that they get from the Colts. Then the Raiders take Josh Allen at four. Jets, after moving back from five, take Ed Oliver. I think Al Oliver would be great in New York. Cleveland Farrell. I talked about the volatility. I said we just talked about how Mike Tanier has him 29. I have him at 6. 
to the Giants. I think the Giants are going to address edge first and then see what happens with the quarterbacks. Jaguars kind of get some value. I've got Quinn and Williams landing there at seven. Look, Quinn and Williams, people have still talked about him as the number one pick, and I have him going to the Jaguars at seven. First trade for the quarterback comes at number eight. The Cincinnati Bengals move up from 11 to 8 to take Dwayne Haskins. And then I have the Redskins moving up from 15 to 9 to get Daniel Jones. So I've, I've got three quarterbacks in the top 10. And look, we, we see this every year. I mean, last year you had four quarterbacks go in the top 10. Every year, teams trade up for a quarterback. It's bound to happen, and I think you're going to see it again this year. Look, you're even starting to see reports that the Redskins are willing to move into the top five to possibly get Haskins. Uh, there was a talk that Dan Snyder has basically taken over the Redskins draft, and as some have mentioned, the last time that happened was that big trade-up for Robert Griffin III. So if Snyder's in control... Fasten your seatbelts because it's going to be a fun ride. Then I've got the Broncos taking Devin Bush. I don't have them panicking on the quarterback. Uh, they've got Flacco, so I think they. I have them addressing defense here. So then after trading back to 11, I have the Lions taking TJ Hawkinson, the tight end out of Iowa. Jawan Taylor, I said I don't think he makes it to 16. I didn't in my mock. I have him going to the Packers at number 12. And then I have Drew Locke going to the Dolphins at 13. So I've got four quarterbacks in the top 13 picks. And then I've got Dexter Lawrence to the Falcons at 14. I think that'd be really nasty between uh, him and Grady Jarrett. Bills, after trading back to 15, I have them taking Jonah Williams, which means two of the offensive linemen are off the board for the Panthers. So, I mean, that does put Andre Dillard on the board, but it also still has Brian Burns on the board, and if it's between those two, I think the Panthers are absolutely going to address Edge first. So in my final mock, I've got the Panthers taking Brian Burns, the defensive end out of Florida State. Then the Giants at 17, all the quarterbacks are off the board, so I have them forcing a quarterback pick. Will Greer out of West Virginia. Obviously, quite a surprise pick. Don't know if he's going to go this high, but I mean, it's the Giants. You just never know what you're going to get with him. But at least Greer would be in a position where he wouldn't have to start right away because obviously the Giants are still in love with Eli Manning. So Greer would get the time he would need to develop. Uh, but that means I've got five quarterbacks in the top 17 picks, as crazy as that sounds. Then I've got the Vikings taking Andre Dillard at 18. I have Sweat falling to the Titans at 19. And I've got the Steelers taking Byron Murphy at 20. Seahawks take Rashawn Gary at 21. I have the Ravens taking DK Metcalf at 22. Texans go Dalton Reisner at 23. Raiders at 24 take Greedy Williams. Eagles at 25 take Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, the safety out of Florida. At 26, Colts go with A.J. Brown, the wide receiver out of Ole Miss. So the first two receivers I have off the board are the two Ole Miss guys. Then I have Noah Fant, the tight end of Iowa, going to the Raiders at 27. I have Cody Ford to the Chargers at 28. 
Nasir Adderley, the safety out of Delaware to the Seahawks at 29. Darnell Savage, again, I we talked about him sneaking in the first round. I have him at 30 to the Packers. Rams take Garrett Bradbury, the center, of course, from NC State at 31. And then I have the Patriots taking Christian Wilkins at 32. So that is my final first round mock. And then from earlier this week, of course, I have I did a seven round mock for the Carolina Panthers. I'll run through that real quick. That one I actually had Cleland Farrell as the first pick. This was a mock that I used. One of the one of the mock drafts or, or one of the big boards from Fanspeak. It was actually the uh, composite board that I used. And I ended up with Cleveland Farrell in the first round to solidify the edge. So both in here and in my final mock, I have them addressing edge. Then in round two, I have them going with uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. As, as it turned out in this mock, Johnson actually fell to number 47. So I wouldn't have a problem there. I think a couple of the safeties were still on the board, but we went with Gardner-Johnson. Then with the two third-round picks... I went first with Michael Dieter, the offensive lineman out of Wisconsin. You can plug him in, plug him in at guard, let him compete with uh, Greg Van Roten. And then I went with Riley Ridley, which I, I just thought that was really good value at number 100. I, I don't I don't believe Ridley's going to fall all the way that far. So to land him at number 100, I thought was just really good value for a good playmaker like him. Round four, I went with Daylon Mack. You guys know how big of a fan I am of him, of his athletic ability, and how versatile he is. Just continues to add to that D-tackle depth. William Sweet, I think this was the first time in all my mocks that I'd selected him. But, I mean, round five, you know, could use some depth at the offensive tackle. Uh, yeah, he had the torn ACL, but, again, it's, it's a low risk right now in round five. We only have one more pick after this anyway. So we went with William Sweet. He can play both left and right. Uh, you've you've got the two starters in trench, so Sweet can come in, be a swing tackle, develop a little bit. Uh, if, if he still has some nagging injuries, he can work on them. He can develop a bit. So uh, not, a, not a bad value pick, I think, there. And then I decided to go with quarterback at the final pick in round six. I went with Brett Rippon. Uh, don't know if they actually are going to go quarterback. As we talked about, they did meet with some quarterbacks. But in that position in round six, I think Rippon was one of the best, if not the best, among those available. Uh, there's a lot to like about him. You know, there's obviously stuff, stuff you have to develop, but I think he's got some tools to, uh, to really develop, especially in Carolina where, you know, obviously you're not thrusting him into the starting spot. He could be a solid backup or at least compete for the backup spot with Kyle Allen. And that was my final seven-round mock for the Panthers. So there you go. That's what all the media is saying and who the Panthers are taking at 16. And that's who I am saying the Panthers are going to take at 16. Tonight, there will be no more questions. We will have a pick, whether it's at 16 or whether they move up, whether they move down. Again, I think if they move up, uh, I, I don't think they're going to move up too far. It might be if, say, some of the edge players start to fall a little bit. Maybe they move up. Maybe they swing a deal with, say, Green Bay at 12 or 
you know, even say, even say Denver at 10, uh, you know, you look at the, some of the teams that are candidates, I think, to move up. I think Cincinnati and obviously based on my mock, you are, you saw two of the teams I think are candidates. Cincinnati certainly is one. Washington is one to move up. And the teams that they trade with seem like they're candidates that want to trade back. Detroit at eight, Buffalo at nine. So maybe even, and we, we talked about this on a previous episode when we talked about one of the mock drafts that had the Panthers moving up from 16 to eight, which cost the Panthers their second round pick. Because that's likely what it would take if they want to move up to number eight with uh, the Detroit Lions versus another mock we looked at where they traded with the Packers, moved up from 16 to 12. That only cost one of their third round picks. But again, that's why I think if they do trade, it's probably going to be more likely that they trade down. I think depending on how the board is, you know, maybe if a bunch of the edge players are still there, if a few of the offensive tackles are still there, maybe they trade back a couple spots. You know, they, they try to find a partner, maybe, I don't know, just random guesses, Tennessee at 19 or say Baltimore 22, Houston at 23. Actually, I saw NFL Network was talking about some mocks. I think it was actually Cynthia Freeland was doing some projected mock trades. And one of them was the Panthers trading the 16th pick to the Texans for, I, I forget what the, the trade was in exchange for, but you know, with with some of the tackles that could still be in play, you know, maybe you get one of them at 23. So maybe the Texans are a, uh, a trade candidate. But in any event, it's going to be very fun to watch it all play out. And of course, we'll track it all and talk about it. You know, some little uh, snippets. We'll try to get back here tomorrow to recap their first round pick and look ahead to day two. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So with all that being said, the road is over. It's time to finally get this show on the road. I'm going to wrap it up here. Enjoy the draft tonight, everybody. Hope your team, well, most of you guys, of course, your team is the Panthers. But if other people are listening and are fans of other teams, hope your team makes a pick that makes you happy and not like the Jets fans of the old days. But in any event, enjoy it tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. Bill Rossetti, remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Rossetti, R-I-C-C-E-T-T-E. And follow the podcast on Himalaya, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen. It is there. And that's it. I'm out of here. I've talked enough. We'll do this again tomorrow. Round one tonight. Take care. I'm out of here. See you next time. Goodbye, everybody. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.